0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Just Another Car Show podcast. It has been a freaking minute, my guys. David was checking earlier. It has been uh, almost two months since we last showed up. Is that right?
1: April, May, June. I'd Ugh. say three. Google Analytics oh. needs to fix there.
0: Okay, okay. Well, well, we're back in action. Your boy had to move across the country again. If you've been following the channel for a minute, um, I moved to Naples like in january and then i moved to los angeles like 3 weeks ago 2 weeks ago so life's been crazy so we were just getting settled settling we were just settling in here and now park hill and i are able to get back on our bs get back on our bullshit you know how it is
1: back on the old horse
0: back on the old if horse park acquired a beautiful hat over the time that we were gone oh dude the the look out the window that was so like so powerful. Oh. Inspirational. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh yeah. Um Park, how you doing today, man? How you feeling?
1: Dude, doing good, man. End a quarter, into the first half of the year.
0: Mm, very nice. Feeling
1: good, man. Feeling good. Got some deals in play. Teams mm-hmm. in a good spot.
0: Very nice. Very Park nice. Good,
1: man. Cool. You got the inspirational Porsche advertisement. <laughs> Dude, ev-
0: every time I go to your house, I love looking at that
1: thing, man. Their leaders, Ben, and their followers.
0: Oh, That's is that what it, it says? It? Is yeah. that what it says? Pretty mm. simple. I like it. Keep it very straightforward. You know, Porsche doesn't mess around with their advertising.
1: No, they don't.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna keep it up with our regular three-piece segment for you guys. We're gonna do the my time behind the wheel, which we're gonna cover the brand new Honda Civic because that is applicable to everybody. Even if it isn't the most crazy car that's ever made, everybody encounters a Civic at some point in their life. So we got to cover it for you guys. Park Hill's got some news for us with uh, some Ford stuff coming up, right, Park? Ford Lightning. That's what they call so it I got for the real? Ka-chow. 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 <laughs> some cool uh, history
1: behind the name. So okay. we'll, we'll talk about that.
0: Okay, nice. And then we're going to do an open discussion on the future of cars. Donut Media made a video about it uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. They're kind of predicting the future of cars. So we're just going to kind of go into that, cover that, because that is an ever-evolving subject. And we want to keep you up to date on everything going on. Because we we you do. need to know what kind of car you're going to be driving in the next 20 years. you got to know this stuff.
1: Yeah, plan ahead. Got- we're adults <laughs> now. we got to do things like that.
0: <laughs> got to save money and shit, man. Got to do it. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's go let's go into this real quick. Let's start off with the Honda Civic. Okay, so this is the eleventh generation Honda Civic. Um, wow, I I I feel like there was a huge jump from like the sixth and seventh gen ones that we all kind of thought were cool when we were kids, and then yep. they just kind of became like commuter cars over the past few generations. This last generation was kind of cool because they reintroduced the Type R. But, I mean, it's it's the car for the human race. I was watching um, Throttle House on YouTube, and that was the way they described the Honda Civic, the car for the human race. Wow. It, I'm, I mean, okay, so I'll put a picture up of it. I showed it to Park already. We already kind of looked at it. Outside, the wheels, I'm just going to kind of hit this real quick, then we can talk about different segments of the car. Outside, I think the wheels look like the Camry wheels of this current generation Camry the forehead that the front end has, do you know what I'm talking about? You can see this picture. It's got like this large forehead now. Yeah. And then it, it final, final point is it looks exactly like the current accord now. Like it literally looks like the accord that's being like made right now. Yeah. it's a, And it's not even that many. That's what I don't understand. And I, I'll, I'll say positives in a minute, but like, weren't uh, civics like these tiny little like fun rinky dinky car like it's compact isn't that part of the civic stance for like yeah. compact individual vehicles something like that and and i know that we've consistently fought this battle of like cars are getting bigger but like keep some cars small like i don't yeah. want a big honda civic yeah i don't know i don't know what do you think park because you no, saw the you look something. at
2: it yeah
1: yeah no i think you're on to something because Ford realized that as well, mm-hmm. and they started making their Maverick, right? Because you used to have just an F-150 and oh, a yeah. Ford Ranger, which was, you know, I think, I think of the Ford Ranger is you know, that guy who used to skateboard in high school, and, <laughs> you know, he's got, like, a bunch of spray paint cans in the back and, yeah. you know, a few skateboards, and it was yeah. kind of the hipster grunge, you know, you'd get an old Ford Ranger. Yeah. But the new ones are huge, and so Ford yeah. came out with their new uh, Maverick that's smaller, so... I will be curious to see if there is... Because mid cars are now almost as big as large cars used to be, right? You think right. of the, the 3 Series and the 5 Series. 3 Series now are as big as old 5 Series, and 5 Series is yeah. as big as 7 Series.
0: Dude, the literally the old M3s are like the size of M2s now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, everything's getting bigger. Now, I, I do think the car looks good. I think it looks clean. I think I think it... it It looks like a very well-made commuter car, but, and again, we're just talking about the outside of the car, but its competitors are the Mazda 3 and the Toyota Corolla, yeah, yeah, because the Camry is the Accord, which I think both might, uh, definitely the Mazda 3 I think looks better than the Honda Civic, but I think the corolla might even look a little bit better than this new honda civic again it's a clean car there's nothing wrong with it but there's nothing interesting about it and and that used to be like honda's thing like all the civics when we were kids i remember in high school my friend bought a 2000 2012 honda civic si and it was like the body i think it's the eighth generation it's the body style that was very like first when they started to really curve and bubble more And that thing was sweet, bro. The interior was so fun. The exterior had nice lines. Like, it wasn't beautiful, but it was clean and so, like, well done and so subtle that it was desirable. He literally put on a new set of wheels and it, like, looked freaking fantastic, you know? So, and I can even tell you, like, you're just trying to think of something to even say about the outside of this car right now because it's so plain.
1: But I think it's come a long way.
2: Okay.
0: What do you mean?
1: I, I, so, the first car I actually learned to drive stick on was uh, a Honda Civic. Okay, me too. And I okay, think it me was too. a late <laughs> 90s coupe. Okay, okay. And you could tell it was a Honda. Right. Today's Japanese imports, I don't think you roll up to a stoplight and people are a little... Concerned.
2: What do you I, mean? Par- I think where are you going, it, Park?
1: When when you when you see a Civic, mm-hmm, like, okay, that's a Civic. Like that's it's a nice car, you know. But now I I don't think you can really tell the difference between a uh, really nice car and a Civic.
0: Oh, I see where Does you're. That makes okay. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I so, get
1: it. I, I think it has to do a lot with those lines, the angles. Mm. Donut talks about um, headlights. Mm-hmm. and how the leds make such a difference
0: yeah that's very true and i
1: i think that distinction i mean even even volkswagens like the jettas and passats have come from yeah, it's just a you know it's a car for the human race you know it's, it's not really right. exciting it's a, it's a car to get you point a to point b very sharp i i, I think it looks i think it looks good i yeah. i i think the new civil i think they it seems like they come from the um not the insight there was a a mix hybrid oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: that was what it it was the insight yeah it had like the the weird body panels on the rear wheels that were supposed to be aerodynamic and stuff yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so i think that's where the accord and the civic have sort of descended
0: from I can actually, I can totally agree with that when you make it, when you point it out that way, because even the new, or I guess they're the, they're the old Accords now, but like the 2019, 2018, 19, 2020, and 2021 Accords, all like just be driving at nighttime and they do have that really like, they got like the angry eyes going. And mm-hmm. these new Civics kind of do too. with the, You're right, with the LEDs like running along the bottom and it drives past. And for a second, you're like, is this a BM Honda? Okay, like and they don't look bad and the insides are they actually don't. pretty nice. That's the next thing, the interior here. I'll put up some screenshots of the interior. I sent Park Hill one. It looks like they just did Mazda better. Like it looks like they copied that long dash Dang. that Mazda has been doing, you know? Yep. But then they just made it like modern and very clean with that grill thing running along the inside there. Again, it's a car for the human race. We're not going to open it up and see an immaculate center console and all this crazy stuff but it's about doing it well and doing it clean and doing it in a way that appeals to everybody and i think for the interior they crushed it like the interior looks so clean even on the models now like i get my roommate has one of the 20 2019 civics and the interior is so nice and they got all the apple play and all that stuff in it so i I think, again, I'm gonna pull your perspective of like the Civic has come a very far way. Like it's, if you put that next to one of the older Civics, you'd look at it and you'd be like, this is a luxury car now. Like they are really doing a lot with the interior and I'm really impressed with that because that's really what sells cars to consumers. They don't care so much about how the outside looks but if they're comfortable on the inside. Yeah. You know?
1: Cause you spend a lot of time there. Yeah, exactly. If there's sort of that feng shui that they have to get right to yeah. be able to sell the car these days.
0: And to get it right, that appeals to literally everyone. Like, the Civic has to be sellable to the crazy crackhead down the street and then your grandma. Like, literally everybody has to think they look cool. So, they, I think they crushed it on the interior. They also added shift paddles on the interiors now. Um,
1: for, for regular, for all of them? for or Is it a sport mode or... No, it it was the
0: the one that I watched them review was the basic model and they had the paddles on them. So it wasn't like the touring model or the sport model. And they also beefed up the engine. So somehow they made the 1.5 liter turbo engine that the Civics already have. They made it more fuel efficient and faster. Now, okay, like a Civic is per what, like 20... 700 pounds, maybe, and it's got 180 horsepower, and 177 pound-feet of torque, which is nothing crazy, but it's f- enough that it could be fun. And then if you get the sport one or the Type R, I mean, you're already you're having a great time. Yeah. But the the other thing to note is the hatchbacks are the only ones which isn't out yet that we don't have renderings or videos or images of the hatchbacks. Those are the only ones that will be able to be purchased in a manual mode so all of the sedan ones are automatics <laughs> you took you t- you're taking a second to think about that so let's
1: take an objective perspective on a manual transmission
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah. i can do this
1: <laughs> i think and they so they used to call them a standard transmission right because i think right. it was cheaper
0: mm-hmm
1: more efficient back in the day
0: well and that's what first came from with cars it was the standard transmission right standard
1: automatic is optional Mm -hmm. i think automatic transmissions have become cheaper to produce
0: oh 100 percent. they're
1: more efficient no one knows how to drive them anymore yeah except for car folks and so these manufacturers are losing money, I would imagine, on putting standard man- transmissions yeah. in the cars.
0: Uh, I could totally see that. I mean, unless it's Porsche making a 911, which even then they might still be. But at least in that market, you have more of an appeal for a manual transmission car. When you're making Honda Civics manual, right. I want. I, I'd be curious to know the ratio of like, Like, do they make 80% of them automatics and 20% of them manual? Or is it so low that it's like 6% at this point? Yeah, I I bet it's less than 10. I do wonder, though, because around the world, people still drive manual much more than they do in the United States.
1: I would be interested to see that breakdown.
0: Yeah, maybe if I can find something on that, I'll put it on the screen now so you guys can see it afterward. I'm talking about it. Um, But yeah, that's, that's really uh, like the whole coverage of the Civic because it, again, it's still, it's not a new car coming out. It's an updated version and the 11th version. So, I mean, Civics really have been great cars their entire lives. Even in the seventies, they were pretty solid cars. Um, So I feel like I'm going to really end with your perspective, Park, which was just like, They've had 11 iterations of it. At this point, it's a pretty damn good car. Like, and what you're going to pay for, like their MSRPs are right with their competitors, with the Mazda 3s and the Corollas. So I, I, think, I think you get what you pay for. I think it's a great car. I think if I needed a daily driver, I own a Honda Accord as my daily driver. So I, I right. think
1: Honda's a phenomenal company. Yeah. The, the Accord usually makes the car and driver 10 best cars.
0: Yeah, you like consistently, it's in there.
2: Yeah,
1: my family had one mm-hmm. uh, when I went to college. So when I was home, I I would drive that. I I really preferred that to my Subaru Legacy. Um, granted, it was a couple years newer, but it seemed faster. Interior was much nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it handled better. It looked a lot better.
0: Can Can you think? Was it red? Because I vaguely remember this.
1: No, that was, it was uh silver.
0: Hmm. Okay. I think I remember seeing it parked at your house, but honestly, has there been a bad Honda car in the past 20 years?
1: <laughs> People like to speak ill to the Honda element. I
0: thought the Honda element was pretty cool. Oh man, I'm having a. Oh, you're talking about the cubes, yeah. That cube, dude. People love them now. Like I don't know what happened. I guess there just wasn't the the production demand for them. But like people who have them now, I know a dude who put two hundred and sixty thousand miles on one and was still driving it. And he was like, "Yeah." And I got in it and rode in it, and I would have never known there was almost three hundred thousand miles on that car. So yeah, I I think if you're looking. I mean, you can definitely compare the Mazda 3 and the Toyota Corolla, but I think the Civic is a great way to go. And they look pretty nice. They look pretty clean. That forehead thing is a little weird, but I'll get over that.
1: <laughs> any any reason that you can think of right now that I should buy a Civic as opposed to a, a Corolla or a, a Mazda 3?
0: Oh, that's a tough question because... All of those cars are just made as commuter cars. Like that's their main goal. And all the cars are Japanese, and all those cars are well-made Japanese cars. And wow. I honestly I, prefer I, the Mazda 3's looks.
1: I would imagine that's what it's going to boil down to.
0: It gets to the point where <laughs> it gets to the point where it's it's Well, I mean, is this capitalism? You have 3 versions of the same thing, and they're all pretty good
1: i i would throw the jetta in there
0: oh you i think the f- Jetta's okay. fairly yeah.
1: reliable also a people mover yeah um
0: and it's the smaller version but that's the thing with the with volkswagen is the passat but the passat is an accord technically yeah you know
1: um i don't know if chevy still makes the cruise mm. but i've had a couple friends that have had that chevy cruise man it is junk
0: Dude, I hate that young. car. I've drove. Seals keep that breaking.
1: Car. There's something wrong with the coolant.
0: Yeah, not a good car. So, when was the last time Chevy made a bad car? Last year. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: they're probably gonna make one. They're probably rolling. They're one probably a a making lot one right, right now. Right now. <laughs> yep.
0: All right, man. Well, so what's this news on this uh, Ford? I mean, I'm done yeah. talking about Civics. I love them, but let's move on. By I by am. Me, I am. I am excited to hear about this truck because I saw a few videos about it and. I never thought I'd be excited. I never thought I'd be excited to hear about an electric Ford truck. <laughs> so, what, what got you excited about it? Dude, I love that they, like, for lack of a better term, just showed up to Tesla's doorfront and said, nut up or shut up, bro. Like, we run trucks. Like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not your market, bro.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think this truck is really cool for the main fact that. It is still an F one hundred and fifty. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a new car. It's not an electric truck. That's, you know, it's like a half ass truck.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: It ha it can tow ten thousand pounds. It can haul two thousand pounds in the bed of the truck.
0: Are those? How do those? Because re- I'm not a truck guy. You know this. Sure. How do those relate to other truck yep. types, or or where would that sit in basic trucks?
1: Right in line. So I've got the V8 F one hundred and fifty. I can tow about ten thousand pounds. I can haul, uh, I think eighteen hundred.
0: So is hauling in the bed of the truck and towing this okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the the frame and suspension can hold uh, eighteen hundred pounds. Wow. That's right in line for they call them light duty trucks. Okay. So your F one hundred and fifty, your Silverado, those are light duty trucks. They can tow about 10,000 to 12,000 pounds. They can haul in the bed between 1,500 and 2,000 pounds. So the performance statistics from a truck perspective are there. Okay. Each one of these trucks is going to come with basically the FX4 package. So FX4 and ZL1, or I'm sorry, Z71. Those are the off-road packages that Ford and Chevy put on there. Pick up trucks to make them off-road worthy. So they give them, um, skid plates underneath the whole truck. Okay. Um, they give them a locking rear differential. Wow. Okay. I think those are the two main things that, yeah. that make them off-road worthy. Okay. Every single one of the Lightnings is going to come with that. Okay. So it can do the off-road thing that <clears> trucks do. <throat> it can haul the way trucks do.
2: Okay.
1: Here's the coolest thing. It's got 563 horsepower in my V8, and same with the uh, EcoBoost, which is a uh, turbocharged six cylinder.
0: Mm-hmm. You have the V8? They have and, about. Yeah, yeah. My dad has yeah, the I'm, V6 EcoBoost, so I'm just okay. referencing. Yeah.
1: Which is a phenomenal engine. Yeah. It really I don't is. think it's as reliable as the V8, uh, but Ford has come a really long way in, in making that almost as reliable, if not more, and I think the newer that it gets. Right. Uh, but the the difference in those two is that the uh, V8 has about 400 foot-pounds of torque. The V6 turbo actually has about 470 foot-pounds of torque. Okay. The Lightning oh God, has 775 go. foot-pounds of torque.
0: That's electric, baby. That Ka-chow. is l-
1: quite literally electric <laughs> in the Ford Lightning yep yep so it's it's phenomenal in the sense that ford just didn't say well this you know it's our first electric truck and you know we're just focused on making it electric because we need to save the planet and so if we if we can't do some of the truck things with it that's okay because it's our first one hell no right it's going to do everything that an f-150 can do and more
0: yeah i saw some crazy stuff about it like yeah. Charging your house or like- it can also charge your house Phenomenal <laughs> transition, Ben.
1: So what's really cool is that if you buy one of these, you probably have to pay more for it, but there's a uh, more or less a docking station. I think Tesla has these. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything with it. It can sense if the electricity in your home has gone out and through the same exact plug, it will then power the house.
0: That's pretty crazy. crazy. That's that's what, like because the video I saw was like, hey, Ford has a new truck. It was actually like it was like a 30 second video. So it was very quick. It was like, hey, Ford has a new truck. It's not missing out on horsepower or torque like you would expect an electric truck to be. It yep. also looks badass and it can power your normal. entire home if and in case of emergency. And yep. I was just like. And it, I, I think it looks better than the Cybertruck. I'm not a fan of the Cybertruck. I don't love that.
1: It's not gonna sell to to truck people.
0: Exactly. You know? And I um, just drove through Texas. I could in five years drive through Texas, I'm very sure, and see many truck people in like oh, yeah. the heart of truck truckness. <laughs> truck driving nation, truck <laughs> in the heart of truck nation. You're gonna see them electric Fords. But I really I really could see <laughs> I could see very serious truck individuals driving an electric Ford. I would I the only people I know who are buying the Cybertrucks are like, "Oh, I'm rich and in tech. So like, let's do it." Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you got to think about
1: that part of the market. So obviously the the truck market like a lot of car markets are so diverse in the reasons that people buy them. Right. Right. Some folks will buy their truck, they will never put anything in the bed that isn't a set of golf clubs or groceries. Yeah, They're never going to drive it on a dirt road unless it's
0: the Google maps messed up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and even then they're probably not going to be close enough to the dirt road to get lost on said dirt road. Mm-hmm. Those are the people I could see being okay with buying a Cybertruck. Right. But I mean, take, take a rodeo, for example, take uh, people that haul boats, for mm-hmm. example, right you show up to a rodeo in a cyber truck you'll take too kind of to your folks around here <laughs> they will take you you know we don't appreciate you showing up in
2: something like what that what the
0: hell bro i do. don't I appreciate i think it. we need to get you we need you to get you to review some trucks man we need to put you in some trucks
1: <laughs> if you showed up in this f150 i think most truck people are gonna say that's pretty
0: cool, dude. I think people would like. I think people would be interested, enamored by it. Like, people would want to come check it out. It's a. It's a very. Oh, to say this. It's a very cool looking truck, because it looks like phenomenal. we have to accept. Oh, this is almost a transition into our next subject. So I'll, I'll hold the brakes for a hot second. Yep. But I do have to say, we have to accept that whether or not they're going to take over. Electric cars are going to be a part of it. And the Ford F-150 is such a huge... Literally, I'm pretty sure it's the biggest car market in the world is the Ford F-150's market. So, so like, they have to appeal to everybody now. And they, I think... And this is just my personal opinion. I think they did a phenomenal job. Like you said, they didn't just show up and kind of... Oh, we're going to make a truck now. We're going to drive because... We really need to, and that's my best like uh, South Park, and um, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> of. But they showed up, they kicked down Tesla's front door, and they were like, "Dude, get off of our lawn! Like, yeah. this is our territory. This is what we do. We've been building amazing trucks our whole like all of Ford since the seventies, fifties, yeah. longer. So, I mean, I, what yeah, do you 40s. think? Like, w- what would what would you?" How would you sum this up? Would you purchase one? What do you feel about it, like personally? Because you've told us what you think about it as just a car.
1: So I, I was I was thinking about that. I'm looking out my window right now, my 2019 <laughs> F-150, and if I didn't love driving across the country,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: easily could get rid of it.
0: There you go. That's the- no
1: problem. It's faster. It does everything that my truck does, but I like to drive to Dallas every so do, once in a while.
0: So do you want to transition now? <laughs>
1: so I was going to make this I was going to make this last point. Yeah. Um, well, two points and then okay. and then we'll transition. The first is the Lightning name actually comes from two older Ford Lightning trucks. Okay. So the, the OG Ford Lightning came out in the 90s and okay. they put a huge V8 in it, tuned it, and it was the fastest production truck in the world. There's there's uh
0: when was, was this? I'll put up pictures of it.
1: Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It's old Square Body Ford. It was in the nineties. I don't know what year it came
0: I, out. I vaguely this Donut did a video red. with this and it's yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They I remember put
1: manual transmissions in them. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Okay. Lightning two came out in the early two thousands. And same concept, right? Big beefy V eight, but tuned to be fast. And the lightnings lost some of their truckness right because it didn't really
0: i mean when you're applying that sport car vibe to it you can't maintain that
1: right right then came the Raptor. okay i think ford realized people that buy trucks a lot of them a lot of that market does like to just cruise up and down main street you know hit a back road and go in a straight line fast but you can buy a sports car how is how is a sport truck different than a sports car well really nothing then ford realized it's a truck it should be able to do more than just go in a straight line fast mm. introduce the raptor yeah it can go in a straight line fast but it can also go off road really
0: fast. which is the first truck i would ever buy if i bought a truck
1: raptors are really cool yeah. Also, hold their resale value phenomenally,
0: dude. And they can handle anything.
1: They can. Yeah. It's an all-purpose. It's. I believe Google defines it as a a uh, street legal off-road racing machine. So.
0: That's appropriate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now the culmination of the the Lightning and the Raptor both in this new electric truck. So. Mm. Now we can, unless you have any additional final comments. No, no.
0: I just, I think you're, you're, if you pitch me that statement about driving across the country again, I can make this happen super easily.
1: So that's, that's the only downside I could find on this is that, like I said, I like to drive to Dallas and I I can do 600 highway miles on my tank in one tank. I've got an extended tank in mine. But I can do 600 highway miles in one tank of gas. So I can get to Dallas in, in two tanks of gas.
0: That's insane, bro.
1: With the extended battery on this, you can get 300 miles.
0: <gasps> That's with
2: the extended the battery?
1: That's with the extended battery. Now, oh. if you want to transition us into our long open discussion, I think there's a really interesting idea here that we might have to copyright, trademark. Because I, I think this is going to be part of the future cars.
0: Okay. Well, I, okay. So, uh, and uh, this this conversation kind of stems off the donut media video. So I'll put the picture up here, link it in the, below. But <clears throat> that that that, I mean, and I'll let you go more into the video. But that that alone is the reason I think the growth of electric cars will be stunted for a while is the range and their ability to recharge over time. Like my brother has been looking at Tesla model threes for almost like a year now in the sense of like, he knows his civic has like 140,000 miles on it. It's a civic. So it'll last another 60,000 miles, but like he's, he's starting to make that process. And I went and test drove one of them with him. And it really, honestly, the technology does feel like the future of driving cars. Because they are they are so intuitive and they are so communicative with you, but that's only for transport for transportation modes. I won't speak on the enjoyment of driving like around a track or something. I would never want to drive a Tesla around a track. That sounds like a nightmare. They have automatic braking. Like it's so strange. It took so mu- much to get used to, but every time my brother gets super excited about it, my dad just goes, uh, "Are you ever going to drive it out of Ohio?" <laughs> Because there's no infrastructure for charging. And then once that infrastructure is in place, how do you convince someone to spend four minutes filling up gas and going in and getting a Snickers bar and a banana coming out versus sitting for an hour and a half, or even with the quick charging now, I think it's a half hour, and watching Netflix in their car on their iPad screen thing? I don't understand the sell point of that. Now the donut media video mentions that like the percentage of like gas engines operate at like 30% efficiency with how much they burn fuel, which I think we could have backed up as a human race and maybe made some tweaks to that and burn fuel at a much more efficient way. I'm sure we could engineer something for that. Like even 60% efficiency would be great, but that's, that's what, Uh, electric cars burn at is like 80 percent efficiency so they might only have 300 miles they're they're doing it with less impact on the environment but we're consumers bro we're human beings we are like a virus we just consume and repeat and repeat like we're not gonna say oh you know and i hate to say it but like the main the mass of consumers are not just gonna be like oh you know it's cool I'm just going to chill in my Tesla and stop every 270 miles when I'm driving from Naples. Like, what if I I just drove from Naples, Florida to Los Angeles? And if I had to plan my entire route along my hotspot charging, pl- I would go freaking insane, dude. I couldn't do it.
1: And you'd never get there. Yeah. So it's 1,100 miles from Columbus to Dallas. Okay. Let's just say I make it every 300.
0: Right, that your truck, well, what, cause let's let's really apply this. The long range battery Ford had what?
1: 300.
0: 300, 300 okay, okay, gotcha.
1: So I'd have to stop four times. That's four additional hours on a 16 hour drive I'd have to stop.
0: Yeah, which. Uh,
1: and it's, it's realistically, sorry, it's probably no, no, no. more than that. Because you go from fifteen percent to eighty percent in forty-four minutes, which is still pretty pretty phenomenal. I mean, that's—I'd say, I'd argue—that's almost faster than iPhone's charge.
0: Yeah, I hate that you're comparing a car to an iPhone right now, but all—but you're right. But I have read some things about the quick charging damaging batteries. Now, that could just be like hard conservative people being like, "We don't want any change." Because there's hards, hard rights, and hards left, you know. Sure. But the, I, I don't, see the the ability to sell that product.
1: So, I I'm curious how many people actually do that.
0: Quick charge
1: and or no, how, how many people are actually driving across the country these days? Yeah, you know, I I the That's only a reason I did that is because it was a pandemic yeah and I drove home to stay here for two or three weeks
0: right and you didn't want to and fly yeah, yeah right
1: and so my guess is that the majority of people that are buying electric cars still have their minivan, still have their regular <clears throat> gasoline-powered truck or yeah. they have a Honda Civic you know that they're going to drive across the country yeah so My guess is these are going to... Electric vehicles, I think, for a while are going to be second and third cars. Mm, Because they will serve a phenomenal purpose. Dude, I can't think think of a better commuter
0: car. I can't think of a better in-the-city commuter car than, like, a Tesla Model 3 or or maybe even this Lightning in the future. Yeah, but due to... That's where it's, like... That's where it becomes tricky is, like, if you live on a farm... I just drove through West Texas. There's not a civilization near you for... Literally, sometimes like two hundred miles. Yeah. Your truck, how? How are you going to do that? Like, you're going to go to the sports bar, and then home, and then recharge, and then when you're towing, the demand is going to be higher, so the charge will that's burn funny. faster. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I don't think that's the market. I, I don't think it can be. You know. I, I, I think in my truck, my truck was definitely either a, I, my guess is it was an oil field truck
2: uh-huh.
1: because it had the 36 prior, gallon tank.
0: Prior to and you it owning had, it. Yeah, okay. I look
1: like I've been in an oil field, <laughs> can confirm, have never been in an oil field. <laughs> I was,
0: but, that was a genuine question, Mark. <laughs> yeah,
1: a genuine answer. I've never been in an oil field, Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, but it had the extended range tank and it had the off-road package. Hmm. I just, I don't see the majority of of West Texans and Southwest Texans being able to buy one of these. You know, you got these these diesel F-250s and F-350s. They can probably go six 700 miles on, on a tank as well.
0: Dude, that is, that is all I saw out there. F-150s, diesel F-150s, diesel F-350s, rams. Like, yep. that's what people... People in the city get mad at truck drivers because it, 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 it there are some times where it's like if you live in Los Angeles, it's not very practical to have an F one fifty. It's kind of it's, it's kind of dumb, but they like these people need these trucks. They are a source yeah. of their lives, like source of their income, it's a business tool. Yeah, it is probably a business expense for most farmers. They are if they're doing their taxes right, and yeah. uh, it's Just it's
1: another car show tax <laughs> consulting. Give
0: us a call. <laughs> we'll start another podcast. We um, hate the government just like you do. <laughs> I, I will can neither confirm or deny that fact. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I just I don't see that's where I really think the future of cars is is effing up because the the United States at one point in history had the largest electronic Uh, what transportation systems set up in their cities and then gm gm came in and another reason we may or may not dislike our government and slid some money across the table and said hey we're going to replace all modes of public transportation with buses and obviously buses are not great and so everyone will want to buy cars instead and push the economy in that direction which is not really cool, but that's fine. Well, that's not the conversation. The point I'm saying is, like, I think that that's where electric needs to be implemented because now we have this. We, it's 114 degrees in Portland, the climate's changed, and all this stuff. Like, everybody's freaking out. So, but like, don't make regular people drive electric cars, make the trains electric, make the buses electric, make the street sweepers electric make the garbage trucks electric make the eight if we can figure out how to make the 18 wheelers electric that would be huge i mean i don't understand how you do that because diesel burns so long but like i think that's the way that we need to implement electricity and i think we're going about it completely opposite sorry about the rant yeah. park I, I just no i want to hear no, what you think I, about that
1: i i completely agree i completely agree because that's where it's that's where it's doable Right. Right. You get batteries that you can fit in garbage trucks, street sweepers, buses because they're so big. Yeah. The batteries can run operate a vehicle that big, but they also only need a 200-300 mile range. Right. You know, when I drove basically airport shuttle sized buses at OU, I think we were maybe doing 60 to 80 miles a day because it was just a a mile loop. Right. Where you stopped four times.
2: Right. It's so easy
1: to make that an electric vehicle because it goes home every night and it and only to the does same 80 place. miles a day <laughs> right and next it goes to, to the charger. same place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the biggest market that Ford can capture, and I think the biggest market that Ford already has in trucks mm-hmm. in general, yeah. is that daily laborer market. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's a landscaping vehicle.
2: Right. That's, it's going great back to the lot that's at a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah.
1: Even even um, some of the oil trucks that go out during the day, they're maybe only doing 200, 300 miles a day. They're still going back home. Right. right? The garbage trucks, the buses, they're all going home at night to charge. Right. So I, I think that's the market. Um, where I wanted to take this conversation Yeah. is I, I think people are still. And I think part of the motivation behind Donut's video is that car people are freaking out about the future. Yeah. Right. As we saw over the last 20 years Porsche and BMW and a lot of these sports companies, they put electronic steering in there. They're taking away our manual transmissions. Oh Yeah. They are increasing Tesla, automatic braking, automatic driving, right? They're taking the driving experience away from us. Right. I don't think people should be nervous about it. I used to be one of those people. Electronic steering sucks. It's never going to be as good as the rack and pinion. PDK is never going to be as good as a manual transmission. It's it's all about the experience, and it's just not there. The Ford Lightning, to me, is one of the best examples of a purpose-built vehicle that is not losing its purpose-built qualities by going to electric.
0: That's what... that's worded so well and that's why i was excited when i saw this truck because it was the same truck just made oh dude what happened to our podcast we're talking about honda civics and ford f-150s we're like we got the most it's basic. a real american podcast
1: the real american car show podcast ladies and gentlemen tune in every week night oh my Sunday
0: god mornings. oh my god but for real but for real i saw that truck and i was like oh good we're not skimping just because it's electric. Thank you, Ford. Actually, we're making yep. it better because it is better. electric.
1: That's... In, I, again, in every single aspect except for the distance, right. which, again, I don't think is the majority of American drivers. I, right. I'd be curious. I think it'd be really interesting to see a statistic of how many miles the average American drives. Right. And of those miles, breaking down the trips... Yeah. Right. So so you know if you do average 30,000 miles a year is, is it because you're driving 60 miles one way to work and 60 miles back home? Is it because you you know you go 4 miles every day to work and back? Right. But you know in the summer you take a family road trip that's 3200 miles. And I right. would I would just argue that the majority of Americans just don't do that anymore. I think the nation is now wealthy enough as a whole that people aren't driving places that
0: you're flying right this is what kind of what you're implying they're flying right okay. that is the implication i i i'd love to argue against it because i do know that there need to be significant changes made for the long-range charging situation but i think you're totally right i moved to la two weeks ago and the farthest drive i've done is like 35 minutes Maybe twenty seven miles. It's traffic, yeah. you know, like, and and let's like also braking and stopping and going are things electric vehicles do better than gas vehicles. The torque, the low, end, the power, the way it's applied yeah. for city living, for small town living, for suburb living, it is better application. And I think you're right as far well, I, the fear. I don't think has to be in electric. I think the fear has to be in um what's the right way of saying this ease of use like i just saw a video the other day of a mazda miata brand new one and the girl in it it was so excited because she said mazda has developed this new thing or i guess not mazda but manual cars now where if you're on a hill and you put it in first gear you're not going to roll back because it has this protective locking brake system where if you move your foot off the clutch it will release because it knows you're going in gear and the the highest I, – I was like, what the – I was mad because I was just like, why do we need that? Like, don't add that. We don't need that. And the highest – how to do it. Right. The highest rated comment was, oh, I have something like that too. It's called a driver. And I was like <laughs> –
1: <laughs> It's been around since the early 1900s. Exactly. just didn't want you to know it existed. Exactly.
0: Right. So that's where I would have more fear in the sense of like – Cause even we'll talk about this new Toyota coming out in the in a near future podcast, everything becomes so easy that you almost lose your drive ability. Does that make yeah. sense?
2: It does. Yeah. yeah.
1: I remember when I was a kid talking about some video game and how hard it was. And my dad said, well, isn't that kind of the fun of it? Oh, because there you it's go. hard. You feel accomplished when you actually figured it out. Right. And I I was I was talking with a, a coworker, and he rides bicycles.
0: Bicycles or like dirt bikes?
1: Such a uh, literal bicycle. Okay. <laughs> he said that in such a nonchalant way. He rides bicycles. Um, he's a street cyclist, and uh, okay. really cool stuff. Rides out west, uh, so he's riding oh, up wow. mountains. And okay. and he talked about how how exciting it is because. Every so his big thing is going down the mountain really fast and not applying brakes. Oh, that sounds so he, he uses terrifying. his weight in the corner. It, I couldn't imagine, yeah, it's very scary. But he counts the number of brake applications that he does as uh-huh. a measure of how successful he was. Oh, wow, on that run! Wow, and I think that's that's something that's so fun about driving. Mm-hmm. when you challenge yourself a little bit. Right. right. Every corner is a new opportunity to get it right. Yes. Is your entry speed correct? Is your throttle control correct? Are you in the right gear? Right. Did you judge the angle correctly? Right. What does your exit look like? When's the next corner coming up?
0: Dude, even, even it, it gets even into things where, like, did you heel-toe well enough on your downshift that your turbos yeah. were spooled at the correct time? Like, it becomes this huge thing. Yeah. And And I think... I mean, I don't know. I don't want to interrupt your thought here. I just, I'm just adding to it. There's so much to think about in driving like that.
1: The the more, and I think this is the overarching problem. The more that technology starts to creep in, the Mm -hmm. less of a
0: challenge driving becomes. I'm not going to clap next to the mic. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And driving should be challenging. It should be yeah. an acquired skill. It should be something that you master. Like every other worthwhile thing in life should be something that you invest time and effort into and see a return yeah. on. And maybe we're Absolutely. we're old and not applicable for that, but I don't think that's the case. I think people enjoy driving in like in the, the cities if you've ever been to outside country of the United States, they have a three-lane road. There's six. Most c- countries are like this. It's a three-lane road. There's six cars across it. You'll drive for the entire week in this new country, and you'll see one stoplight. Everybody drives old, beat-up Honda Civics or Renault whatever they are, or random little British or... All the cars are pieces of crap, and driving is ridiculous. And if you talk to any of those people, they love driving. They love it, bro. And they're literally driving a 1978 Honda Civic going 45 with six people left to right of them because it's challenging for them, and they had to develop the skill to do it. So you got me rambling again, bro. I think that's—I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't like how easy it's becoming.
1: I completely agree it's it's the application of the technology and the people that work at these companies right the future is in their hands
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i'm not concerned about electric vehicles i'm not concerned about the technology i'm concerned about the application of it for people like us right because if if these car companies start to turn into an apple or a google Mm. We're gonna they're gonna treat a car as a piece of technology. Right. And not as a literal vehicle for fun or vehicle to experience these feelings that we get when we operate vehicles at, at the levels that we do.
0: Right. And I think that's that's you have the fair line of like, yes, this is a commuter car. We just talked about a Honda Civic. It's the people's car. But even Honda is still like, yo, 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 there's more power. And it's more fuel efficient, and you have paddle shifters. They're literally yeah. like, they're like the cool lunch lady who, to the American population, they just like slid another like little Debbie snack over because they're like, yes, like we want you to have fun with this. Like we want you to even just a basic driver, yeah, even just a basic driver can figure out. Oh, I can figure out these paddle shifters, and I can have a little fun because yeah. I have a turbo. Like it's. Yeah. And, I mean, VTech isn't a thing any, anymore. RIP, moment of silence. But. <laughs> Thank you. But, I, I like, there's levels to it. And some companies are doing it well. And some companies are just adapting and deciding that technology is the new thing. And we're just going to die with it. Ex- our driving yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But. That all being said, I think we need to end it on a positive note.
0: Yeah, we do. 100%. uh,
1: Ford was the knight in shining armor that came out and said, hey, we are leveraging technology to a positive of our people. Right. We're not taking away a single experience that you would not get from a V8 or, uh, or the, the V6 EcoBoost.
0: And don't argue in the comments with Park Hill that Tesla's already doing that because we don't care about a brand new electric company coming out and making a new product. We care about applying electricity to current products. That's what we're like that's what we're trying to say yeah. right now and Ford did that yeah. perfectly. And I that's why I'm another yeah. reason I'm excited to talk about this new Toyota 86 because I'm wondering how they applied technology to make the car better miata or excuse me mazda did a great job with the new miatas there's technology in those cars that are nowhere near the old ones but that car's still so freaking fun to drive like it's not gonna die it's just are they gonna imply it in the right ways and i think you just have to pick and choose your companies i think honda will be great with that Mazda's great yep. with that they just put a, a huge turbo on their mazda threes Toyota's making sports cars. They just made a Super, bro. They just pulled the Super out of their butt. Toyota's doing that. Ford's doing this with the new F-150. I think the luxury brands are going to be the first to adapt. But if, you, if you're buying a luxury car, you don't want a driving experience anyways. So, like, they're still going to be there.
1: And on that, I, I think we really... <laughs> be excited for the future. I think so, yeah. Be excited for the future. I think we're headed into a golden age of... just that yeah there you go Uh, (laughs) we need a it's it's going to be a golden age of of new types of vehicles yes Um, i completely agree so very excited for the future of cars
0: very excited for the future of cars very excited to see this new ford f150 out very excited to see this new toyota very excited for the next podcast not going to be happening two months later because your boy actually lives in a solid place now park's still crushing it over there midwest And thank you so much for watching. Make sure you comment. Tell us what you want us to talk about next time. We are always racking our brains about things to talk about. Give us some info. Give us likes. Subscribe. Thank you so much for watching. We're out. See you on the next one. (laughs) Yo,
2: boy.